The Big Story from The Straits Times on Money FM 89.3. You're watching The Big Story with me, Chiao Suen. Subscribe to The Straits Times channel to stay up to date with our live news updates. Singapore to step up measures to mitigate global warming. We have set the ambitious goal of having Singapore's greenhouse gas emissions to reach net zero by 2050. Deputy Prime Minister Lawrence Wong said achieving it would involve deploying new technology such as scaling up low carbon hydrogen, electricity imports, solar energy, carbon offsets and other steps. Singapore has also begun research and development on low-carbon hydrogen, which could potentially supply up to half of Singapore's power needs by 2050. Joining us now is Melissa Lowe, Research Fellow at the National University of Singapore's Centre for Nature-Based Climate Solutions. Thanks for joining us today, Melissa. So, Singapore has just announced a redoubling of efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. DPM Lawrence Wong said that we will aim to achieve net zero emissions by 2050, but conceded that it is a stretch target. In your opinion, is this attainable? And what will it take for us to get there? Thank you, Suen. In Glasgow last year, countries were called on to revisit and strengthen their 2030 emissions targets by the end of 2022, three years ahead of the original 2025 timeline for ramping up their climate ambition. So what this means is that countries, including Singapore, are expected to step up their efforts to reduce emission by submitting stronger climate targets for 2030. But since 20, uh, 2021, last year, no November, only 20 countries, uh, including the COP27 hosts, Egypt, Australia, Indonesia, and India, have come forward with new or updated climate pledges. So it's very encouraging that Singapore has now an announced a strengthened NDC of peaking at 60 million tonnes of CO2 equivalent instead of at 65 million tonnes of CO2 equivalent by 2030. And I hope to see the NDC being officially deposited with the NDC registry ahead of COP27, uh, which would put Singapore in a very good and credible position to negotiate with other parties as we get to Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt uh, very shortly. And in terms of uh, how we can get there, I think we really need to ramp up climate education in Singapore by taking coordinated steps at the national level across all institutes of higher learning. And we need to assemble a Singaporean core of leaders in science and education to support and advise the government in implementing not only the Singapore Green Plan 2030, but also our newly strengthened nationally determined contribution and net zero target by 2050. So the DPM also announced that low-carbon hydrogen could be a potential pathway for Singapore to achieve this 2050 goal, and that research and development is already underway into some of the technology and infrastructure required. So actually, what exactly is low-carbon hydrogen? How does it work, and how, do you th how long do you think it will take for it to be viable here? So today, it's still a challenge to produce hydrogen with minimal carbon emissions. Basically, you need electricity to perform electrolysis to separate hydrogen from oxygen in water, which is H2O. And the electricity that is predominantly used comes from fossil fuels, uh, namely natural gas, which means that there is still a carbon penalty for producing hydrogen. And therefore, this is called grey hydrogen. And today, most of the hydrogen uh, in the market is consumed by industrial processes such as oil refining and the production of ammonia, methanol and steel. Now, if we wanted to look at low carbon hydrogen, we will require the use of renewable energy at a very, very large scale in order to pr produce green or low carbon hydrogen. Uh, indeed, if there is ca carbon capture and storage attached to the production of grey hydrogen, you might call this 
blue hydrogen. I know there are a lot of colors involved in the hydrogen spectrum. But the announcement today by DPM Wong uh, said that hydrogen is expected to play a major role in decarbonizing the energy use in Singapore moving forward. We heard that hydrogen could supply up to half of Singapore's needs by 2050, though it is less clear what those needs exactly are, whether it's going to be in terms of electricity or transport fuel. What DPM Wong did highlight was that the maritime and aviation sectors could be possible users of hydrogen-derived fuels, but he did not elaborate on how soon such fuels will be deployed or whether the sectors themselves will be ready to adopt such fuels. Um, and we also heard that Singaporeans may have access to electricity generated from low-carbon hydrogen from 2027 onwards, though I think that perhaps the success of uptake may be determined by the price point of hydrogen compared with other green electricity offerings such as solar. Thank you, Melissa, for your valuable insight. This was Melissa Lowe, Research Fellow at the NUS Centre for Nature-Based Climate Solutions.